Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, Weirdos? A wonderful live episode from Denver with so many wonderful people. We're going to get into it as quickly as possible. Right up top here are the tour dates. I'll be in Toronto this weekend. Uh, that's the 25th, September 25th and the 26th. Uh, the pod through the 26th. Wait, that's it. <laughs> the podcast is on Thursday. So this Thursday at 11.30 p.m. If you are in Toronto, come to the live podcast. After that is Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky at the Iroquois Amphitheater with Maria Bamford, Tommy Jonigan, and Chris Thayer. That is on the 27th. After that, here they are, just the cities. You can look them all up at uh, PeteHolmes.com. Des Moines, Iowa at the Temple for the Performing Arts. Madison, Wisconsin at the Madison Comedy Fest. Phoenix, Arizona at Stand Up Live. Brooklyn, New York at the Bell House. That's a new one as part of the New York Comedy Fest. It's not on sale yet, but it will be. That's November 6th. Chicago, Illinois at Up Comedy Club. That is in November as well. Uh, University of Arkansas. And then, of course, the Paradise in Boston. And then Iowa City, Bloomington, and Washington, D.C. Check those out, guys. That's going to be a lot of fun. This is, uh, episode is brought to you by Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. Squarespace has been around for 10 years, and they are constantly improving their platform with new features, new designs, and even better support. They have beautiful designs to start with, and they have tons of style options so you can create a unique website for you or your business. They released 20 new customizable templates this past year, and every design automatically includes a mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website so your content looks great on every device, every time. Squarespace is easy to use with simple drag-and-drop tools, but if you need help, Squarespace has an amazing support team that works 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. There's a completely redesigned customer help site for easier access to self-help articles and video workshops. The new Squarespace metric app for iPhone and iPad allows you to check site stats like page views, unique visitors, and social media follows. With the blog app, you can make text updates, drag-and-drop images to change layouts, and monitor comments on the go. I love it because I can't do HTML. It's so, so easy to make your own site. It's good for everybody. Whether you need a website solution simple or you're a developer and you just want to get into the code, there's lots of many options. Lots of many options. And it starts at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So with to a trial with no credit card required, start building your website. When you, design, uh, when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code WEIRD to get 10% off and show your support for this podcast. Thank you, Squarespace, for your support. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. We will see you guys out on the road. New York, D.C., Bloomington, Madison, all sorts of good stuff. And Toronto this weekend. Enjoy the live podcast from Denver. Yeah! How's it going? Hi, everyone. Like, one-third of you were clapping. How's it going, Denver? The fuck? The fuck was that shit? Jesus Christ! You're as well-lit as I am. That whole section sat out. Shame on you. I could be napping right now. Don't fuck with this. I am not uh, cool enough for Denver. Let's get one out of the way. Denver, yeah! Yep, already been drunk with TJ last night. He left, though. I think he left. So we'll just do it freely without fear of reprisal. Yogi Bear 3D, yeah! And he just vomits dry Cheerios. 
You vomits dry Cheerios. I'm feeling real loopy. I can't go anywhere in this fucking town without a contact high. What the fuck? What the fuck? Look at my open Mormon face. I don't want your weed treats. You're fucking up my shit. I want some meditation and some white wine. None of that, none of that street legal shit. I don't even know what I'm saying. It is difficult. It is difficult to walk around like a reverse footloose. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. I'm the only one that's like, this is a bit much. People are like, does anyone have an apple? Fucking cool it. Seriously, I think there's a five to one pipes to apple ratio. Someone couldn't find a pipe and he was like, is there anyone with an apple? There's a pipe everywhere. Just look a little bit harder. That's the general thing. Shouldn't you, be, shouldn't you have to look for it? Doesn't that make it more fun? Anybody take some of the seduction out of it? It's like, just go to the weed shop. You, ask, you, just have to, you, you used to have to do something in the shadows. This is just riffing. Is there anything... Is there anything you'd like to... We did a live podcast. Where was that? Where, no, Montreal. Thank you, the one real fan. Thank you, one real fan. Everyone else, shame. Who said that? Was that you? No, it was you. What's your name? Tim, of fucking course. It's a quality name. Just here to judge names. What's your name? Bullshit. Jeff. I don't trust a Jeff. Who crashed into that car and drove away? Jeff. Who's repairing it for free? Tim. Even Jeff's applauding. You've turned me on Jeff's. Uh, Are there any questions? The reason I brought up Montreal is because I actually asked, are there questions? And there were questions. So are there any questions? You don't have to have a question. You just did the slowest... Is that your girlfriend or someone you're newly... Because you should be more comfortable. You just went like this, like... Like the yawn. It looked like you were, like, waving at the finale of the Lion King musical. Like, thank you! To get your arm around your girlfriend. Just just do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it! Denver! Okay. (laughs) Clearly, contact high. I can't handle it. Everyone's smoking. Every green room is living up to its name. Do you understand? Do you get that ref? Are you too baked? I'm everybody's uncool dad. Show me what you're holding. Are you holding? Hey, holding Caulfield. Get out of that phony shit. You can use that. It's a drug community. Okay, I'm kidding. You guys don't like me. Like railing on your newfound freedom. I'm sorry. Legalize it. Uh, it's already legalized. Are you guys ready? Any questions before we start? Yes, sir. Have I had brunch with Chelsea lately? No, I haven't. I know I should. Quinoa. She said, I want you to have quinoa and egg whites. I saw Chelsea in Montreal, but she's been busy. Brooklyn 9911. <laughs> he just said, she's a star now. It's, it's valid. It's valid. She's also, uh, yeah, she's great. We just haven't had brunch in a little bit. Any other questions? Shining a light on my decaying friendships. Yes. No. <laughs> I don't know why I'm private about that. That's the one thing. You can know my ex-wife's name. You can know uh, the guy that my ex-wife fucked. Yep. <laughs> you know what it is? It's not, it's like, I like talking about things when they happened a couple weeks ago. You know what I mean? So after the relationship progresses, maybe we'll get to podcast level. You know what I mean? But... Like, if I'm talking about something on the podcast like it just happened, there's usually a little bit of a buffer to give me a perspective on it. Did you just tell her that I have a girlfriend? That's what my ego interpreted that as. 
Because you just, you were whispering to her and she went, oh. And that is the secret to happiness. If you don't know what's going on, just assume it's in your favor. I'm not even fucking kidding. I'm so grateful for my brain chemistry. It took no effort to be like, she's disappointed. She can't have a piece of the pants. That is just how my brain works. So we'll get there. She's lovely. It's, it's, it's relatively new, so let's give it a little time. But she's great. She's quite great. Any other questions? Yeah. If Deepak Chopra's name... What is this? Whose line is it anyway? What am I, Ryan Stiles up here? If Deepak Chopra were, were Russian instead of Indian, what would his name be? That's all I got. You. Do you have an answer? Oh, wait, I know what it would be. It would be Deepak Chopra, but the R would be backwards. <laughs> Thank you kindly. Anybody else want to throw me improv suggestions? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I'm kidding. Thank you. Yeah, Sue. Uh, what's, what's next for you? Got anything, you know, Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I'm, not, I'm not entirely positive. I'm writing something. I'd like to maybe do something in, uh, that is a narrative. I'm always trying to find... The podcast, Honest to God, is the most uh, beneficial thing that I've done in my life. It's the most important work that I feel like I've been a part of. I really, people say the podcast has impacted their lives or changed their lives or helped them through something. And I'm like, yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Completely. You can woo for this. <laughs> you can look, but don't touch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can touch. Um, so I'd like to do a narrative. I, the, the themes that are explored in this show that are the most meaningful to me are difficult to do in kind of a host role. So I'd like to see if we could do something that kind of tells a story uh, that has basically been the story of this podcast, which is a bit of a transformation. If you listen to the show uh, when we started a couple years ago, I had a lot of different views, and I think that's an interesting uh, progression. So maybe we could do something that if the weirdos like it, that would be a, a huge compliment. So I'm working on it now, and I hope, I hope you like it. I can't believe there are more, all these questions. One, yeah, one, one. Screw them, your show. <laughs> Not a question, but screw them. <laughs> you know, that's very kind. Um, my whole life I've relied on uh, other people to help me express anger and all that sort of stuff, so that, that is kind of you. I, don't, I honestly don't have any animosity towards CBS, and I, I know you don't either. We just wish, wish the show were still going. But the truth is, and some, Nick Kroll explained it to me, he's, he's such a showbiz guy, such a smart guy. It's, a, it's an algorithm. It's math. Math canceled us. Like everybody at the show, all the humans that were involved loved the show. Uh, all the network, network executives all loved the show. They were all fans of the show. But honestly, those decisions are made by putting something into a thing that spits back a yes or a no. And they gave us uh, more shots than they ought to because it kept coming back no. So like, even when we were renewed in the middle, that was an act of generosity and uh, Conan pushing for it and all that stuff that I remain grateful for. So, you know, I'm in comedy, not math, and the show is canceled for that. <laughs> We're getting more questions. We'll do this so long, and there's so many guests. Yes. Which of my friends has helped me grow the most creatively? Um, that's a great, great question. I really appreciate what Bo Burnham says about creativity. He's a fucking lunatic in that genius way. I said that he's almost like possessed by comedy, and I, I think that's really true. So when I look at his depth and his uh, professionalism and the artistry that he brings to it, I find that quite, not challenging, but inspiring. And then, uh, you know, there's people like Ben Schwartz and Jenny Slade and uh, Bert Kreischer that you're just like, these are the fucking funniest people in the world. So, And obviously TJ and Kumail and all my best friends. This will be the last one. I'm, I, I would do this for two hours. I think you know that about me. 
But afterwards, I'll meet everybody. I'll be right out front if you want to come. I don't know where that'll be, but I'll find out. I will meet anybody that wants to meet. And the last question, no pressure. I thought there was one over here. The sound guy? <laughs> How are the levels? You told me you don't listen to the podcast. Because <laughs> before we were recording, he was like, I don't listen to the podcast. Have you done a live one before? And I was like, you didn't have to tell me the first part. <laughs> so I would say my favorite part of Denver is the bluntness. <laughs> Double meaning. You guys ready to start a live podcast? Uh, you guys are so good. Let's get it started. To co-host the show with me, the artist formerly known as Weird Boy. We'll talk about that. Chris Thayer, everybody. Chris Thayer is here to co-host with me. Can I sit here and then move there? Here, sit here. We'll go left to right, and then okay. you'll sit in the co-host chair. This is Chris, everybody. He wrote Hi. on the show. Hello. And I say the art artist formerly known as Weird Boy because there were two, two groups of weirdos, fans of the show. One that really loved calling you Weird Boy, and then a lot of people that were like, it just sounded like I was bullying you. And then, so we kind of talked about it because we're good yes. friends. And you were like, yeah, maybe not. I didn't, I didn't love it. Yeah, I you didn't, didn't love it. But I, I didn't, actually didn't know that you said it on the show, ever, until you introduced me at a live podcast, and I was mortified. <laughs> And people were like, they knew, who I, they knew what that meant before you actually got to my real name. And I was like, oh, no. It's beyond my control. <laughs> but it's not. Now you're, now you're just Chris. We'll see. <laughs> see, they think you're upset. You should throw a wink and a nudge. <laughs> but your whole life, you've had weird nicknames. And uh, that, this is not new to you. No, uh, for like seven years, my nickname was Creepy Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I find that so funny, and we've talked about this, is whenever somebody like Chelsea, brunch friend, makes fun of you, that's really valuable intel as any sort of artist or just like self-explored life. I'm not saying you're creepy, but it, it, there's a way to exploit that to be funny, and that's why I think people laugh. I just... I think I actually gave it to myself, which is... Maybe the worst part, best part. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the best part. Yeah. It was, Why? It, uh, it, it facilitated conversation, at least, for a long time. People would just be like, hey, this is my buddy Creepy. And I'd be like, oh, hi, hi. Um, about that. Um, I have other names. Uh, they're normaler than that. So let me but just you, explain myself. Do you remember sitting around? How old were you? Uh, 15. So that's around that age where you'll kind of take what you can get. <laughs> In terms of identity, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, You're like, yeah, at yeah. least they know I'm Creepy Chris, yeah. and you have a way to break that ice. Yeah, my screen name on Instant Messenger was Creepy Jerk 15 <laughs> And I think that just rolled over into becoming Creepy Chris. Fantastic. Yes. So people just called you Creepy Chris? Yeah, for like, but for like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> like, Instant Messenger was long gone, and then it was just like, there's no reason anymore. <laughs> or is there? Okay. And that ever go weird? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing because I know a story where that yeah, went weird. Yeah, he's feeding me into a story, basically. Uh, the not well, I, I mean, 
what's weird, you know? <laughs> I think maybe the, 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 the point at which I should have hung up my jersey as creepy Chris. Was, uh, <laughs> I was once uh, visiting Los Angeles, and uh, I was staying with a lady friend of mine, and um, we were getting together, you know, <laughs> sexually. And uh, at one point she said, Oh, creepy. (laughs) I wasn't entirely sure if she was enjoying it or just criticizing my performance. (laughs) But again, you take what you can get, you know, I mean, in terms of identity. Now, so Weird Boy was always an endearing thing to me because you do, I sometimes lament the loss because I love you to death. And we hang out a lot, and we tour together, mm-hmm. and you always tell me these stories where I'm like, that is so fucking weird. And I just want to be like, you're the... It's like a title. It's like an achievement. You're the weird boy. I've unlocked that level. You, that's your achievement. Now, like the one that I asked you before the show, I said, will you please tell the story of the hot tub? You have to tell the story of the hot tub, and you will understand my side of the story, where, how, how badly I want to call you weird boy. Uh, you might have to help me through this a little bit. So we were doing a show in Houston. I think it was our last show of, like, doing stand-up shows before the, sh- the Pete Holmes show started. Right. Um, so we got, we each had nice hotel rooms that had hot tubs in them. And I had a, a friend, a female friend. <laughs> it's not a big deal, you guys. Oh, crazy. It was years later. It was years <laughs> later. It was years later. I'm not gross. I'm gross. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorting it out. Whatever. So a female friend uh, came to see the show, and then uh, she came to the hotel to stay afterwards. And I still, though, in my head, I was like, I don't know if she is interested in me, though. I'm not really sure. I mean, yeah, she drove a couple hundred miles to be here. But, I mean, it could be anything. I don't know. I'm I'm not good at reading signs. You can be really good and fearless. Oh. You're, you're being more social than I am. Oh, okay. Like inviting people to shows and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, I have friends that live in those cities, and I'm like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know when we're coming through. Oh. Uh, but she came to stay with me, and uh, I still was like, I don't know, me, me, maybe it could go either way. And then uh, I was like, you want to um, go do it in the hot tub? <laughs> maybe? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so we're going to get in the hot tub. And then uh, I go in the bathroom. I brought a swimsuit, like, just in case. Just in case it was, like, clothing not optional. Clothing mandatory is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and, uh, I heard, and then from the other room, she goes, are you uh, going to wear your boxers or are you going to get in naked? And uh, in my head, I was like, oh, naked's an option. Uh, so I got naked, and then I got in the, in the hot tub. <laughs> Wait, you didn't answer her? You just went, <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> the WB. <laughs> um, but I, I probably answered, and I got in, and then when she came in, she was wearing a swimsuit. Like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm going to get in naked. And then she came in wearing a bathing suit, and I was like, this was a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I have never done anything like that in my life. You are naked with a friend. Mortified. She's in a bathing suit. Just dick naked and so embarrassed. <laughs> So embarrassed. And then we didn't, we sat like opposite, like it was really weird. We didn't sit like spoons position or anything. We sat opposite directions. Yeah. And then eventually it was like, oh yeah, maybe we should switch into sitting the other way to where she's sitting in front of me. And then I was like, uh, I was nervous about making the switch or suggesting it or something. So uh, 
I didn't want it to be weird. <laughs> so I got out of the tub, put my bathing suit on. <laughs> And I was like, hey, do you want to sit over here? You want to come sit over here? You got back in. I got back in. You got out, put your bathing suit on, yeah. and resumed, and you didn't explain? <laughs> that is WB. That is all day. Uh, uh, that is a singing green frog that's so uh, WB. Uh, 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 and then did she? Did she sit on you like a husband pillow? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) see, it's a funny thing. Like we tour a lot, and and Chris is so so hilarious. His stand up is phenomenal. Wasn't named in the top six people that have influenced Pete, but whatever. I mean, (laughs) he just kept railing him off. You know, he's like, I mean, and obviously TJ. I can't forget TJ, who has a career. But you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. How many times have you been on the show? Good point. Uh, <laughs> that was not a real moment. You guys, you guys backed away like real, mom and dad were fighting. It was really real. No, I love helping you out, and I want to. I want to get you out there. But that idea that I'm always trying to get you to be creepier in your stand-up. Like, tell them what I'm trying to get you to make your opening line when you do stand-up. Well, I've opened with this before, but um, y'all eat ass. <laughs> It's Chris Thayer, everybody. He's going to stay the rest of the show. Now you can sit here. Yeah, sit on the... He'll sit in the guest host seat. Keep that applause going. I'm so glad this guy is here. It's Billy Wayne Davis, everybody. Yeah! Billy Wayne! Billy Wayne Davis! Oh, that's, that's good etiquette. That Thank good. you. Thank good you. for you, B-Wee-D. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in the green room singing your name. It's a fucking great name. Thank you. Billy Wayne Davis. Thank you. You are owning it and going into it. I don't have a choice when you're named something like that. You William either own Wayne it Davis? or you just go away. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? You just own it or? Go away. <laughs> but you owned it. I didn't have a choice. I think you're so funny, man. I'm Thank sitting you. like you. It feels like we're at, like the weird dudes at the movie theater. That's sad. <laughs> I know he's just like no one else there, but we're like we're not going to be like those douchebag bros. We're going to sit by each other and then people walk out like <laughs> to make a those point. Douchebags. Do you do a buffer seat at the movies? Sometimes I do a buffer seat. I just like personal space. Yeah, I'm it's very like, uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, right he's going to fuck me if he sits there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be like, hey, I just. Like relaxing? There's Absolutely. a lot of energy exchange this close. You have a girlfriend? Yes. Two types of sleep, let's agree. Sleeping with your girlfriend, mm-hmm. and then solo sleep. And then sleeping. So... <laughs> totally Fucking different. Totally different. Laser, that is fantastic. My nameless girlfriend, I love sleeping with her. Is she out there? No, 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 this man oh. asked her name. <laughs> I was like, that's a dude. She's in... She's encased inside of him like Krang. It's a a nice... It's a pretty shell, too. I mean... It's a what? It's a pretty shell. It's not a bad shell. Mm -hmm. You could go worse with shells. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you... Like, okay, so uh, my girlfriend was visiting me. We were sleeping together in in the bed, and now I'm here alone, and I am sleeping fucking selfish position. Do you instinctually just go, or do you have to consciously be like, oh, I can... That's what it is. Yeah. I'm not so trained that I curl into the couple ball. 
Mm -hmm. But then I kind of do have a moment where I go, oh, I'm King Ralph. And then I just, yeah, I spread out and I eat a fucking cooked ham, (laughs) a cooked ham and a goblet. Basically like a, like a crunk, crunk, crank, crunk. Mm -hmm. What are those wrap goblets? I think that's what it is. It's a wrap goblet. (laughs) We were joking because you, you had a big stinky divorce. Yeah, that's, that's an eloquent way to put it. (laughs) How long were you married? What happened? Tell me, tell me a a bit of the story. Uh, Just, just mostly mistakes. That's a great book title, Billy Wayne Davis. Mostly mistakes. That's, that's, I would write that book. And it's on you and my twenty. Taking a microwave. Just, that's, yes. that's the cover I see. So, okay. when, how old were you when you got married? Uh, twenty-six. Shit. Yeah, and it, and where I'm from, that was like, God, he took forever. <laughs> Where is that that you're from? Crossville, Tennessee. So a lot of people getting married young. Yeah. Like my parents had me, and they had been married a year. And when they had me, they were 21. Yeah. They're so, still together. Oh, my Jesus. And they don't know any better. <laughs> is that kind of true? Uh, uh, they still seem to like each other. It's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Like hanging out with him, I'm like, you still love her? And he's like, yeah, she's great. And I'm like, I don't know if she is. <laughs> don't. She dad, is. I can see her too. Yeah, like I'm an adult now, Dad. Like, she's fucking abrasive. Yeah. But then you married an abrasive woman. Yeah, and I, yeah. What, what would Freud say, right? I like a little pushback, I guess. Yeah. A little, I mean? a little challenge. I need to be kept honest. How old are you? 33. Yeah. Yeah. It's your Christ year. Mm hmm. <laughs> the year he and died. I never thought, yeah, that's, that's the year he died. That's when he died. <laughs> he comes back, but then. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, go on. <laughs> so you like a little pushback? Yeah. I need that, I think. To keep you honest, from what? Sneaking a burrito? You. Yeah, to a certain degree, like, I like to, like, if something feels good, I'm like, well, let's see how good this can feel. And that's not a good way to be. I just see you fucking somebody and eating cotton candy. (laughs) Like, yeah! I'm like, now I just want to go do that. (laughs) Like, I literally looked up and thought about that. I was like, that would be kind of great. <laughs> you and were talking about you, you, you're a big booze. You love the booze. You stopped drinking. I, yeah, I stopped. I, go on. I don't know if I loved it. I, uh, you were good at it. I was good at it. <laughs> um, I was fun. Um, it wasn't causing me any damage. I mean, probably internally, it was probably <laughs> fucking some shit up. Uh, but it, I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't accomplishing anything. I was just kind of there. Right. And then my problem was uh, never not drinking. It's like when I choose to drink, it's like we're going to drink till it's all gone. 
I learned, I'm from the South. We learned to drink different. And when I left the South, I learned everyone doesn't drink like us. It's like, oh, you guys don't know about the contest we're in. <laughs> Kicking your asses right now. You have to find the one guy that's on a bender, and you're like, this guy's all right. Yeah, once I sobered up, I looked at some of my really fun drinking friends. I'm like, oh, they are a mess. <laughs> Well, we were having an interesting discussion. You were saying that, like, tobacco, obesity, and alcohol kill so many more people. That's than, it. That's, that's what's it. getting us. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But nobody, you know, people don't talk as much about that, I, I would think. Yeah. Like, we're more concerned about other, other issues. Well, it's not like a heart attack can walk into a school and just be like... <laughs> right. It's like, a heart attack killed nine kids today. And you're like, We've got to stop it. <laughs> Put down the cheese. Just stop it. You can't. That's not. That's what's going on. You're right. On. Those are those are uh, certainly not easy enemies to face, but they're more concrete. Yeah. As opposed to the delicious loaded Doritos that they sell. Don't act like you don't know, you fucking stoners. <laughs> you fucking stoners. They don't like when you're rough with them. Look at them. Mm-mm. Look at them reserving well, their laugh for later. Well, it takes them a second to realize what you're saying. <laughs> I had noticed that last night during my set. I was like, this rhythm is, oh, it takes everybody. <laughs> it's like doing live television. You're like, go to Billy Wayne Davis in the no, field. I've never done that. But Oh, I just mean live news television. I've never oh, done I've that. Oh, I've done either. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally different. I misunderstood. But we had an interesting conversation because I was talking about how weed is legal here. And again, I, I am being playful. I, I think it's great to decriminalize things. But I'm one of those... <laughs> It's like a bucket. You just have a bucket of things. They're like, what are we going to decriminalize? <laughs> it's like one dude with his dick out, like, come on, seven. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is, I think it's good to not send people to long prison sentences for like small amounts of weed or whatever it is. Yeah, that is. But we were talking about it, and I was telling you that I'm the kind of person, or doofus, you might say that I do things because they're legal. When people started swearing on TV, I, like if you said ass on The Simpsons, I started saying ass. When I turned 21, I started to drink. You know what I mean? So if I was 21, I would have started smoking weed. And we were just saying, it is kind of harmless, but this is what we started talking about. If you're smoking weed, you have these epiphanies that you might not be ready for. Like if you start smoking weed, this is, this is what we were talking about. I'm kind of quoting you. You start we- smoking weed... <laughs> In high school, and you're like, I don't need to know American history. This is bullshit. You're right. Yeah, you are right. <laughs> you're you don't right. need to know it. You don't need it. You're at- you should fucking know it. I'm but not you saying don't it, need but, but you don't fucking need it. I, I'm worried about the Pete that would have smoked weed because it was legal. That, that's my only pushback. Like, yeah. I, think, I think I might have been more of a, like... But, like, alcohol was legal, yep. and you didn't drink... I didn't drink till I was 21. When yeah, was but legal. you can't go buy a pot unless you're 21 here. So. Yeah, but the Pete that was drinking and smoking pot, I think that guy is... Probably awesome. <laughs> <laughs> because you enjoy the chronic. You were, you were intelligently expressing the counterpoint. I, okay, but I did... You guys call it the chronic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are we getting laughs because of Chris' faces? I'll, I'll take it. I will <laughs> sell you out every time. <laughs> How many times have you been on there? Uh, go on. 
<laughs> I just want him to step off the stage, take his pants off, then come back on the stage. <laughs> Billy Wayne Davis, you devil. So funny. It's, it's a progressive state. Um, no, I do. Like, I knew I would quit drinking. I knew I would quit smoking cigarettes when I started. Um, I remember the first time I smoked weed, I was like 20. And uh, the next day, I didn't feel bad or anything. And I called my buddy that I smoked weed with. And I was like, is it? And he's like, every time. I was like, do people know about me? <laughs> he's like, I know, right? And I was like, oh, I'm never not doing this. <laughs> Even then, I knew. I was like, this is the thing. Like, we were so fun last night, and it was, like, crazy. And then this morning, I was like, oh, shit, let's do some stuff. That, that's a good case. But it also, I mean, it was also that point in my life where they had lied to me about that. So I was like, well, what the fuck else are they lying about? So within, like, a month, I'd like, oh, I did cocaine and some hallucinogens. And I was like, oh, those, those, they're serious about some of these. <laughs> Like, this is... This is Billy Wayne Davis, everybody. He's going to say... Yeah! Jesus, you're so funny, man. <laughs> would you mind moving down just one seat? Just one? Is that... Okay. And would you bring out uh, the next person, which is the, the first name here? You know how to say that last name? It's kind of wacky. Oh, up here? Yeah. Kate Berlant? Yeah. Kate Berlant, everybody. Yeah! Oh, she's all the way at the back. Give a big warm welcome to one of the funniest people I know. She's a talent. She's got a denim jacket. Her name is Kate Berlan. Hi, Kate Berlan. Hi, Kate Berlan. Do you puff the Quran, Kate? Absolutely. <laughs> What's up? Um, Did you just answer your phone? I just did a mock. What's up? I loved that. It was completely unplanned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, I know, okay. I, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my big thing. Okay, thank you. As He's long as I married. can see it, He's I know. It's this fine. Kid. I was a weed dealer for two weeks in high school. You would buy bulk quantities of weed and then sell it for a profit? I, I know the lingo. <laughs> <laughs> I would steal it from my father. He was your supplier. Yeah. He was your Gus. Yes. And then I didn't know how to... I would just grind it up, because I thought that's what we're supposed to do. And then I would just put it into socks, tie up the sock, and sell it at my all-girls school uh, for just random sums of money. I'd be like, 15, 25, 25. Like. Plus one for the sock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're getting a free sock. <laughs> that was your thing. That was your chili pee. I'm rewatching Breaking Bad. <laughs> a lot of these references would have been better seven years ago, or if you're me, rewatching it. Yeah. It's on Netflix, dog. I've seen it. How, why did you stop? <laughs> why did you stop dealing? Fear. Primarily, I, I started going to parties, and the, the dealer's here, and I was like, oh, God. You know. But do you know? <laughs> the dealer? <laughs> Badino, yeah. I thought you said Badino, and he was your competition. Well, I went. <laughs> oh shit! He's got those nylon socks. <laughs> I can't compete with Badino. 
So people would identify you as the dealer. A little bit. I mean, I was like five, I was like four foot nine. I think I was as tall as I am now, but I felt so diminished yep. that I felt very short. And uh, I just didn't know how to, I just so easily, so quickly making a fool of myself. Do you still feel that you change sizes? I'm not kidding. I was just saying... I knew you'd love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm constantly baffled by my own height. And... um, (laughs) (laughs) Why isn't this being videotaped? You're so funny. Radio's not good for me, because I'm so... You know, it's really... (laughs) A lot gets lost. A lot gets lost. But I'm five, three and a half, if you can believe it. I know. And... I've been told I seem taller, I think, because of the booming voice, the ability to project across a room, and then also just my hair. You got a lot of hair. It just adds at least an inch. I didn't know that ladies are so competitive, or not competitive, but like guys might look at a fella's, Jeff, biceps, I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know what fellas are comparing, but you might look at something like that, but ladies are like, how thick is it? Is it curly? Is it crazy? Is it wavy? (laughs) And like women look at you and you're like, look at how fucking dense it is. (laughs) I didn't know that that was a thing. It is an iron curtain, let me tell you. (laughs) And it's prevented a lot. Um, (laughs) I used to really hate it. Why? Just because it's, you know, I just feel like I'm just like, Bette Midler running like like <laughs> running down the halls, <laughs> and uh, sometimes I think I just felt for many years like radically desexualized because I was like, <laughs> you know, just like a monster. Oh, you felt like not a man or a woman, but a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to add that. But part. leaning toward the the uh, leaning toward a male gender identity. Yeah. Oh, really? More. Well, I just felt like I guess what I'm saying is like non-feminine. Because like I felt. Of... Your powerful hair? Yeah. Like a Samson Pe- sort of situation? <laughs> yeah. You get biblical references? <laughs> I've read Genesis. Fuck it. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Start at the start. Mm-hmm. Begin at the end. <laughs> Begin at the end. <laughs> um, That's gorgeous, by the way, actually. Well, how do you think that plays into becoming a comedian? Because sometimes crowds do have a harder time. Uh, I don't mean to say submitting, but there is something... You're in a powerful position, and here you are, a lady, and you're saying you, you still have this wild, power, powerful hair, you still have the booming voice. Do you think that helps you? Uh, or do you think you're owning more of a masculine energy? I'm not saying that's better or worse, but do you feel that? Yeah, I think about it. I think that sometimes, as you are saying, making people submit to you. As a woman. <laughs> people get scared. Um, I mean, sure, no, I think there are definite, like, things like subtexts at work that some people are uncomfortable with or yep. but it's exciting ultimately and was that something you started like owning more well i think when i was young i just was very like a clown and like very physical and was really into making myself grotesque which <laughs> i still slip into unconsciously and um <laughs> so i just that was kind of my my identity was like rooted in being like gross they're like too much right and so that obviously carried on to then starting to do comedy and just like being physical and like, you know, yeah, being fucking ugly, but like also amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny that you did that because that was the next thing I was going to say to you because I just saw you do a phenomenal show in uh, in Hollywood and, and you did this thing where you asked. You don't know what that does. What's that? Just me in Hollywood. Just well. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you. Continue. Continue. <laughs> you did a great show, and you said, "Should I cut my hair?" And then a woman said, oh, yeah. "No." And then you did what I would, I guess, most people would call a more traditional girl voice. You remember what you did? You said like, "Oh, she said not to cut it, so I won't." Thanks, sweetheart. I slip like into that. that, which is like very much growing up in Los Angeles and going to an all-girls school and like very much like speaking in that register and like you're fu- like you're fucking beautiful you know that kind of like <laughs> and it always does kind of irritate me <laughs> I think it's really sad it happens a lot if you're encountering a woman as we all do every day sometimes multiple times a day and sometimes it'll happen you'll meet someone and like I find all this will happen the woman automatically is like I f- fucking love your dress. Like, okay, well, I'm obsessed with what you're wearing. You know, just kind of... And I think it's, it makes sense because women are so socialized as visual objects. And so it's kind of a way to be like, hey, what's up? You look amazing. You know, but it's kind of upsetting or distancing. Am I answering your question? Yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, that's your way in, but that's also a way of kind of reinforcing a norm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, I mean, that voice for me represents like all of that that I'm... That, women are so socialized into. Right. And it's interesting to just think about it. If you go I'm done. On, <laughs> similar to being on stage, this is kind of a strange place to go, I guess, but if you were on a date with a fella, do you ever try and mix the levels differently to make him more comfortable? Oh, I feel like for so many years, I've been radically masked because I'm just like, because either I feel like I'm, it's just that excess, like the classic thing of like, like the fear of being like too much, like too loud, like yeah. too anything. Like that's the big, right? You know, that's that is well, men are cowards. That's yeah. a big thing that I. That's the burden that we bear. Am I right? <laughs> so I'm trying to reappropriate excess. Yeah. Well, we scare. We scare so 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 easily. Yeah. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine that told me that. That uh, a girl tried to put her finger up his butt while she was going down on him. And he didn't like that, and she didn't ask. And I was, my only question was, did you maintain your erection? <laughs> because we're so... We're simultaneously gladiators and strong people, but we're also like, oh, Kate is, like, not imposing, but, like, powerful. And then I'll be like, I don't like it. And I'm, I'm as guilty yeah, as yeah. the next person. I'd be like, I'd rather someone I can squash. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Billy Wayne? Mm-hmm. You guys... <laughs> It's a real thing. It was like, uh, yeah. could I take her? Let's do it. <laughs> no, uh, and I have a quick question about the butthole thing. Um, <laughs> did she just go in there, or was it like, hey, I'm out, do this, and then, or was it like, boom? I'm looking for the person it was to get an okay that I can give details. Because that's totally different. If it's like a casual thing, thing that's like Look, a if it's a never-ending story, you have two guards guarding that pathway. <laughs> called your ass cheeks that you can slam yeah. closed and he acted like he was powerless open your laser eyes and shoot the yeah. motherfucker <laughs> yeah. never ending story oh. sorry I've never seen it <laughs> do you have uh, any interest in these questions what's a big weird fear you have or a phobia what is reality? How did you lose your virginity? Uh. What drugs have you taken? Uh. When's the last time you cried? And what is the hardest... <laughs> For those listening, there's a lot of visual material going on. <laughs> and what is the hardest time you've laughed? Those are your options, and I'm here with you. Oh, my God, the fears. Do you um, have a lot of weird fears? Well, yeah, I would say that I've, 
I'm a lot better now, but I used to really be a hypochondriac in a very cr- kind of crazy way. Oh, really? And I think um, when I was young, I started, I always had really powerful, like, out-of-body experiences. Come again? <laughs> <laughs> that I think now... What do you mean? Like, I used to... When I was, well, my recently, like within the last year, my mom was like, Yeah, when you were little, you'd run up to us and go, I feel weird, I feel weird. And you'd tug at my skirt, and I said, I don't know what to tell you, sweetheart. You know, I was like, That's very upsetting. And so, <laughs> only through therapy have I been able to, but I, <laughs> Doug's helped. But I do, but yeah, I, just, I do remember having just kind of like walking along, like walking to the park, like two by two, like with kids and being like, this is my street. This is my black. This is my city. This is my country. This is my where, like just, and experiencing this very kind of like, it felt like it was like rings of, like Like I was, I just, I felt very, yeah, felt like very small and kind of like, oh God, it would overwhelm me and it would really freak me out. But I couldn't, I didn't know how to describe it. So I was just like, it's Wednesday. What? Everything's fine. You know? And, uh, but I'd feel very freaked Outside out. Outside of your body. Yeah. And kind of just like, this is a simulation. And I still sometimes get that. Depersonalization. Yeah. I think yeah. it's pretty, it's like fairly just the experience of being alive. But sometimes you're like, is it real? But. Well, actually, a lot of people do feel pretty firmly inside of themselves. I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying right, that. No, no, you're right. You're, no, I'm you're not right. saying, I'm telling you that because actually the first time I smoked weed, I had what is called depersonalization. Mm-hmm. And now I actually try and have the feeling of depersonalization, which is also known as soul consciousness. Deepak Chopra, Russia. Is the idea <laughs> of watching yourself. And, and, and an awareness of not just what's right in front of you, but being like, I am on my street, I am in my city, I am in my country, I am on this planet, I am in this solar system, all that sort of stuff. So that seems like a pretty big epiphany to have as a child. Apparently, yeah. You know, I don't want to throw the term genius around. I do have a degree. Do you? <laughs> but, um, I mean... <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about that, but yeah. Um, no, but I did, but I did have that, and then I think... I, I'm, I, now I realize that I think that panic manifested in me being like, oh, well, my body, like, something's wrong. I thought I had... I'd be like, I have a, my appendix. Oh, God. Or then I called my mom a couple times. Those, like, extreme situations once I called her, and I was like, yeah, I'm having a heart attack, and I need you to pick me up. And she was like, you're not, but I insisted on being picked up and um, begged for years. I was like, please give me an MRI for Christmas. That's all I want. And they were like, no. <laughs> and Those are expansive. I thought I had breast cancer. BC? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had BC. I was, I was 12, and I was just feeling my ribs like through like where my like breasts would be, and I was like, well, that's a lump. So, hi. And I remember going to my pediatrician. Doctor. You got on the race car table and went, can you check for lumps? <laughs> but truly, and it's, I, I really, it's such a strong memory because she was like, check the other side. And I was like, well, now we're really in trouble, bitch. Like, I was like, <laughs> and she like, she was really assuring me. And I was like, yeah, sure. No, I get it. No, they can't be on both sides, right? Wow. And completely not trusting her. And kind of doing what I had to do in order to just like get by, being like, I feel fine. Oh yeah, I'm fine. And then, but the pan- really being convinced. Um, I mean, there are, there are more. I thought I had AIDS, wore two pairs of underwear to school every day for like a year. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I could give myself AIDS by jerking off in the bathtub. <laughs> well, you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Cape Berlin, everybody. What you Thank say? You. Thank you. Cape yeah. just told me you can get AIDS from jerking off in the bathtub. But please, grab a mic and say, and Kate, you're so lovely and you're so funny. Uh, would you please check, uh, introduce the number four on the list? 
Mike O'Connell, everyone. Mike O'Connell! <laughs> you guys got to give longer intros. You guys aren't helping out. Mike O'Connell has got to come from the back. Mike O'Connell. <laughs> You're a fun guy. Hey, thanks. And a funny fella. We know each other from Chicago way back in the day. Back in the day. And you've gone off and done so many, so many funny things. It's been a pleasure to watch you. Ah, thank you. You and yourself as well. Well, thank you, Mike. <laughs> thank you. I wanted to have you on. I was so thrilled to hear this podcast because, and I mean this, I think people know this as the highest compliment. You're a weird dude. <laughs> yes, I. And I don't want. I'm fucking done with the reg- regular people. I want some weird dudes. I've been told this by and many. Yes. What What do people notice that is weird about you? I don't know. I mean, uh, growing up, everybody. I was blonde, and my brother was blonde, so everyone just kind of assumed we were normal, popular kids. And, <laughs> <laughs> and my like brother an was movie. very normal, popular kid. But then I was like a year and a half younger, so all of that, you know normal popular kid shit rubbed off on me yeah but then they were all very deeply mistaken (laughs) (laughs) well i've actually because of your uh hilarious website i've seen photos of you as a kid and you're right you do have that sort of norman rockwell or like a hitler propaganda poster well yeah i prefer the hitler reference (laughs) i was like a gerber hitler baby yeah you had that real real stereotypical kind of americana or whatever you want to call it in that time look and I can see how people would assume that that means you like sports and you yeah. want to finger girls. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to do much worse things than both of those things. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Well, I mean, you, you want to play some sort of underground sport and you want to lick but, on the, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, you just want to nope. do darker things than people think you want to do. Follow the impulse, <laughs> yeah, put exactly. the dick everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they'd laugh. They didn't. No, I didn't. But we're, we're here together. We're here together. I know what you mean, though, but there is something homogenizing about that idea of the child in Martha's Vineyard running around on the beach, and here you are, a human being, with all the desires and all the fears and all the impulses. Yeah. I, I know we both backed away from that joke, but that's a part of being alive. Like, we all have little flashes of things, and then you're ashamed of them. And, and I'm not saying you should act on them, but there's something very uh, lovely and honest about being an artist that points out those things. Yeah, it's like uh, it's a gift you're given to be able to have the right mental illness to say bullshit, crazy bullshit. That's right. <laughs> it's like some people really don't want to say what's uh, deep in their mind. And right. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get the filter or anything like that. That's right. <laughs> I sometimes think of it as uh, doing art, any type of art or creative writing or even having good personal relationships is kind of like... Uh, flying a kite into a black hole and you hope you can pull it back. You know what I mean? It's possible to get sucked away and you just have the string and then, you know, you're an insane person but the artist's job (laughs) is to send it in there and then have it come back and then tell those stories. Or it just takes you to a new dimension. Fucking A. (laughs) And and then you are even more outcast. That's right. (laughs) But is the crazy person the sane person? I think about that all the time. I think, well, yeah, there's not a... I don't... I mean, just pointing things out, I don't find to be insane. I think that's what everybody's yeah, 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 always yeah. like saying. Oh, what, you have this weirdest point of view. It's like, what is this normal point of view? I would love to read like the manifesto of the normal. Right. <laughs> and yeah. just get that down so you know what normal is. Right. It? Dear the government, yeah. there should be a postal federal service system where I can get letters to my grandmother. Yeah. That sort of stuff. <laughs> As opposed to put gold in the water so we can fly. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> What is, what is the message that you wish you could kind of get to your younger self, to that 
younger Norman Rockwell Hitler youth. What it, <laughs> is I it, would just be like, don't join the brown shirts. <laughs> the brown shirts? Isn't that what they were called? Who are the brown shirts? The fucking SS. Don't join the SS. <laughs> SNS Deli and Davis uh, No, 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 no. We're, I think we're on different pages here, though. <laughs> I would tell him to, uh, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't have the capacity to kind of control the weirdness, so people just started thinking that I was a little weird, and it was no big deal to me. Right. I don't, you just don't have other, another way to live, I don't think. Where you did know? you get your It Gets Better moment? Was it college? Was it getting out of school, becoming a... No, I was actually, I, the whole blonde kid thing totally worked on everybody and so i was like you know people thought i was just uh goofy that's so and funny so that worked out for me i was very pleased about that because i could have been like with the guy who wears the same suit every day and everyone makes fun of him you know right but well it's funny i was because... allowed to make fun of myself or people because i was just thinking about things differently i guess and then now you you've broken away from that you've owned the weirdness right and when did that come? When did you decide to like go into comedy and kind of try and break down that facade? I think when, you have, when you're mildly eccentric growing up, everybody kind of points you in that direction in some way. Because, Is that right? I mean, that's what happened to me. People are like, you're very funny. And it's like, you'll never, you'll never do much, but man, do you make everybody laugh in French class. <laughs> so there is this pity on, you know, from the uh, populace. Be, oh, the sweet guys. So ridiculous. Yeah. And he's given us a, a good laugh before we go make the money. <laughs> but, or were they noticing a different type of intelligence, a, a yeah, social intelligence? Yeah, well, I hope. I, that's what I did do terribly in school. So did you really? Yeah, I, didn't, I did not do well because I was not very focused on uh, the, thing, uh, you know, the things at hand. And right. It's kind of like what we were saying with the smoking weed can make you have revelations before you should be. Yeah. Or, or I guess we could say inconvenient revelations, that those things aren't necessarily important. And here you are kind of grappling with reality in a different way. Yeah, and you have to go to school for so long, and you have to, like, so you have to think long, about Mike. things that you don't want to for so long. It's so long. And after you're done, it's like, well, I'm thinking about whatever I want for the rest of my life. <laughs> you're fucking A, right you are. <laughs> I'm going to stare at the sky and think crazy bullshit. Yeah. Because and I'm not sure the other side is doing much better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very serious people seem very grumpy. And is that how you feel? Do you feel like you're going around trying to not infect, but maybe spread and, 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 and make people more okay with being silly or, or being... Or being joyous about the absurdity of everything. Jesus. I mean, everybody should be more joyous about... Oh. Everything's so fucked. <laughs> I mean, and like, we have very little... Uh, you said fucked. Everything's pretty fucked. So you have your finger <laughs> on the cosmic joke. Oh, no. I, I mean, I don't have my... Fa I'm, I constantly attempt to get it closer, but uh, yeah. I just think that it's... Uh, it's a great gift for anybody to be able to highlight absurdity. Because existence is absurd. It's, if you have some other answer, <laughs> please let me know. <laughs> like, if is it real serious, Yeah, I would love to know. And I would, I would love to Do you know the about pamphlet. Jesus? <laughs> do, you know, do you know his story? Uh, he seemed pretty mellow, I mean, if you really read about it. It's weird that nobody <laughs> told wasn't you about... He wasn't making or anything. Yeah, our, our risen lord didn't do it for you? No, it didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> did, you, did, did you dabble in the faiths? In the faiths? Uh, I, was, I was raised Catholic. I was... I, what is uh, the opposite of dabbling? I was jammed into Catholicism. <laughs> I was fucking strong-armed into Catholicism. <laughs> And uh, trust me, the, it's still working on me. I still feel terrible constantly. <laughs> and uh, and I, I do miss the wafers and the wine, but, you know. 
<laughs> you could get some Charles Shaw for three bucks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Those are picked by machines. And you can always find a drunk priest to bless some fucking crackers if you need it. That's true. No, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just see, there's this one guy, no, he stays in an alley and you just, he blesses shit for five bucks. <laughs> oh my God, that's your movie, The Renegade Priest. <laughs> It's I'll like, bless whatever you want. Give me those Tostitos. <laughs> Name of the Father, the Son, and give me that salsa con queso. <laughs> Look, I just made a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like your movie. Well, you, something that I think is super funny is that whenever I see you at different festivals and stuff, you often will casually just say demons. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> like, demons and shadows. Demons, demons from the shadows. Demons from hell. Uh, yeah, uh, I think a couple of years ago I realized that no one is really paying attention to what you say. <laughs> like <laughs> Rogers. So, like, if yeah. you were at a bar or something and you want another drink, you go, "Oh, two more shadows over here," and they'll just bring you the drinks. <laughs> they don't fucking know that you said shadow. They don't know you said demon. Oh, four more demons over here. Four more fucking vodka pineapples show up. No one's paying attention to anything. <laughs> and uh, nothing means anything also. Yes. But that's what Roger Sterling learned when he took acid. Yeah. I could just replace the words in shadows and demons. But I think there's something about that. There's something about you're putting out that frequency. Like whenever there's a zombie movie, there's an AM radio station that's playing like, we're in the lighthouse, come join us, we have food. And when you do something that's so fucking, and I mean this with deep respect and admiration, stupid... <laughs> when you're doing that you attract other people and I'm not saying you're trying to convert anybody or, or purport to have any answers but that, that makes me feel at home when you're like demons from the shadows that's why I was like what is going on here I am listening to you and I'm not always listening I, I'm just as bad as everybody but when I hear that I go oh maybe this person has something to say and I think that's lovely yeah and you I mean it's it's fun to uh, manipulate the language that's right <laughs> it's like the only uh it's such a, a stupid, highly ruled system. That's right. And I think it's so good to, to play with it and be like, that's kind of the biggest, the, the rebellion I enjoy the most, is being like, why do I have to pay attention to what everybody thinks is that's right? so fucking right. You can right. say whatever you want. And even, even the burden of language, when we have feelings and thoughts and emotions and all these chemical things going on, or, or maybe soulful things going on, then you have to translate them and they lose all of their meaning. Why not just say fucking demons from the shadows <laughs> yes. when you want to vodka It works pineapple. really well on women. <laughs> it's gotten me laid no times. <laughs> but it's not all about getting tang. Come on. <laughs> there's, there's some deeper things at work here. Than tang? Oh, so maybe I'm wrong. Again, I'm searching. So if anybody has the fucking answer, let me know. Finger in the butt during a BJ. <laughs> Yeah, JK. that guy's got to loosen up as far as I'm concerned. I mean, <laughs> fucking, you thank God you're with a fucking excited girl who wants to manipulate your body in a pleasurable way. Do you enjoy the anal delights? Oh, I mean, I don't mind it if you're going to do it, whatever, right? <laughs> this is Mike O'Connell. That's only 10 minutes with Mike. You should look him up. He's so fucking funny. Thank you, man. Mike, would you mind bringing up number five on this list? Number five. And give them a bigger intro so they have time to get to this Ladies stage. and gentlemen, <laughs> this man yeah. often shops at the Grove in Los Angeles. You may have seen him at the Laugh Factory and many <laughs> other places. Demons. Give it the fuck up for this demon straight from hell. <laughs> Mad motherfucker conductor. Mad Newton, everybody. Mad Newton. Great job, man. Thank you. 
Hello, Matthew. Hello. Thank you for that spot-on introduction, Mike O'Connell, demon from hell. Uh, happy to be here. What is what? Uh, so I, I have been uh, on a tour. I've been uh, out of town for the past couple of weeks. I've been driving uh, across America to get to this festival. Oh. I knew I was coming on, so I thought I'd get you guys some uh, gifts from the road. Oh, road gifts. Road gifts. Snapshots from America. Roadhead so, uh, is the only true road gift. <laughs> it's true. I'm just kidding. I'm Especially- not the- <laughs> I've never had roadhead. <sighs> what is this? Okay, so uh, this, I was in uh, um, Mount Zion. And if you've ever gone the nine on, uh, on the southern route in southern Utah, it is so gorgeous. I swear to God, I laughed out loud probably about five times just looking at the sights like, what the fuck is this? Just laughing at how gorgeous it is? <laughs> laughing at how absolutely gorgeous God's country it is. I know that feeling. Yeah. So um, I was at a, a, a You mean truck America? Stop. America. <laughs> <laughs> USA. 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 <laughs> Could have used a little help with the USA chant, guys. I'm not going <laughs> to... Thought this was Denver where we were going to go for it. Uh, <laughs> not so much. So, uh, so I was at a, a truck stop, and I was talking to this uh, local guy, Larry, who looked like the Marlboro Man's grandfather. <laughs> and I was like, this is Yikes. so gorgeous, I laughed out loud. And he said, and I quote, Brother, sometimes I just pull my truck over and cry. I get it. It was awesome. So uh, I caught Chris a uh, refrigerator magnet oh. from Mount Zion Ranch. It's, a, it's got a horse on it. And it says, hey. That's very nice of you. Finally, the magnetic representation of what do gay horses eat. <laughs> Don't back away from that. That's a no. fun joke. I don't care if you're gay, straight, effeminate, masculine, doesn't matter. Or 24 cares. It's a fun horse. <laughs> What's that? Never mind. You said three fucking dollars? What? No. This is so uncomfortable. It's okay. <laughs> hey, Matt. So, How are you? go on. Uh, so, I, I got you the uh, same refrigerator magnet, and this was a, uh, an even more accurate snapshot of where we are uh, as Americans today, so I thought I would. This is, this, this is, this is from my favorite filling station in Wyoming. <laughs> come and go. The come and go. A <laughs> hundred ounces. This is a hundred ounce massive mug. Oh my God, it's a mug. It's a mug. <laughs> from come and go. From come and go. Love them and leave them. hundred ounces of your favorite soda. Or do a suicide, huh? Mix them up. I'm just going to take a few months and fill this with cum. (laughs) (laughs) And then go. (laughs) Let's be honest, that's a weekend. Um. (laughs) All right, guys, we got a new filling station. Anyone got any pitches? How about jizz and split? No. (laughs) Keep... What are you? So where are you going on the road? You're going to the come and go. Thank you, yeah. by the way. Yeah, oh, you're very welcome. I uh, I started in San Francisco. I was in Las Vegas, uh, Salt Lake City, uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, uh, Denver. And then How do you like Albuquerque. Salt Lake? It I was feel like awesome. Tall blonde men walking yeah. around Salt Lake. You feel like you're undercover. It's true. It's a fun thing. They let you in the temple. Yeah. Well, actually, I did try to go there last year, and uh, the guy who was at the door, he's like, "Are you? Uh, are you a member?" I said, "Well, um, no, but I want to go in." Is that? And he says, well, What if yeah. he was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me get this straight. You 
do want to go in? Oh. <laughs> he, just, he hits a big button that says he does want to go in. <laughs> to heaven. <laughs> Ooh, Mormon Ooh. heaven. Mormon heaven. So uh, they're all dressed in white, and this is like the inner sanctum of their, of their temple. And I said, yeah, could I go in? He's like, he's like well, you know what? It's, uh, it's not a secret, but it is sacred. So oh. I can't let you in. <laughs> Sounds like it's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the secret means, uh, you know, I would know what was happening there. Why now. aren't we doing more stuff like that? Why aren't we, like, making places that other people can't come in? It immediately builds a lure. People <laughs> want in. And then we can be like, you know, it's not secret. Right. But it is my basement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be $10 and two drinks minimum. Come on, town. I want to make a religion. Let's make a religion. Let's do it right now. Uh, you look like a Pixar hero. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> You look like somebody in a Pixar movie that's there to save the day. Yeah. And Mike O'Connell looks like the rapscallion that's fucking shit up. Right? <laughs> this is the cast of The Incredibles. We are The Incredibles right here. Um, yeah, my wife calls me Captain Incredible. Like She does? Uh, yeah, just like in a jokey way. But, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what do you say, Mike? I <laughs> Demons. Yeah. We were walking to a, 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 a party up. together. We were bringing up the rear yeah. and just having the deepest conversation. I love this guy. The deepest conversation with Michael Connor? Pretty deep. Oh, we, went, we went, you know, under the skin. Yeah, at least a six. <laughs> six to seven, maybe even an eight. What was it about? You're going to have to recall this for everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had 19 drinks. Come on. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you should uh, have this so you could be like, I just had one drink. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I had one drink, what the fuck? The hundred ounce come and go. <laughs> hundred ounce vodka pineapple. You are not the boss of me. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't really remember. It was just, a, you know, it's, you know when you just spend time with someone and there's a, a, a good temperature between you? Sure. Yeah, so that, that was it. That I was like it. that. You know, like this moment right now. Maybe not, I was wrong. I could have been wrong, I could have been... Um, could have been wrong. Could have been wrong. Well, I was asking you backstage. I was like, "What's weird about you?" And then I said, "You're married." Married. Meaning, not that that's weird, but right. that you live with somebody who now must know, at least have a guess on what's weird about you. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I, I kind of have this uh, little OCD thing where if I'm ever in a, a a room that has squares or rectangles, I'll bite my teeth in the sh- in like the bottom left, top right, bottom right, top left. Really? And all the, I'll do the, all the shapes in the in the room that I'm in. Wait, how does it correspond to the shapes? So if it's a square, we go bottom left. Yes, sir. Then we go top right. Yep. Then we go bottom right. And then we go top left. For and that those, square. For that square. And for then just you'll do that, it again for this over square. There. Right. And that square. For every squared shape in a room, I'll do that with my teeth. And you find that to be anxiety reducing? I have, yeah, I have no idea. It must be pleasant. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> enough to do it for 20 years. So, uh, or if you don't do it, will the foundation crumble? It will. <laughs> it so probably I appreciate will. you doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure, Billy Wayne. Thank you it so is much. my pleasure. Thank it's you. my pleasure. So uh, she's really, I mean, until this moment, is the only one that ever knew about that. But she'll like, if she'll, How does she know? I, to- I told her. You told her. her. I told her about what it. What are you but- fucking doing with your <laughs> mouth? <laughs> Shut up. That's what. That's not Mr. Incredible. <laughs> that's Mr. Bullshit. <laughs> That was my impression of your wife. That was, if you could only hear the tone, it was spot on. It's Mr. Bullshit. So you told her in intimacy. I told her in intimacy, and then now she realized where it's coming from. It just, 
I have, you know, this thing, it gets a little uh, uh, overpowered, and you're like, oh, I got I to do it. She'll, like, grab my arm. She's like, you don't have to do that. No. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> People, like, uh, shit on marriage all the time, but if you're married to the right person, it's awesome. How long you have know? you been married? Ten years next month. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And I, I'm glad that somebody, like, started... Did you hear that, like, one guy started the applause break? and then <laughs> that was a struggle. The, <laughs> that was a struggle. Then he added a woo, and then this side caught up. Uh, but, yeah, I got engaged to her on my uh, 30th birthday. I took her, uh, like, was like, I'm turning 30. I want to go to Las Vegas. So I took her to Las Vegas. And, and then did the most un-Vegas thing you could do <laughs> and committed yourself for life. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. Did you exactly. get married in Vegas? Uh, no, we got married uh, a little bit afterwards, but, but I got, got engaged. engaged. I was How did you do it? Uh, I, we got breakfast in bed, and uh, I was at the desk, the executive desk that's by the window. Classy hotels have that, right? <laughs> and I just put the ring in the desk, and uh, we had breakfast at the table, and then I was like, hey, could you just come here and sit on my lap and take in the view? And she sat down, and I opened the drawer, and I was like, so what's up? <laughs> You want to write to some correspondences on the hotel stationery? <laughs> Let's work out the prenup on this embossed stationery. Yeah, according to the MGM grand, you could have half my DVDs. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. So I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad that it's working out. Yeah, she's great. And also, too, um, you know, w- with what we do, if you're not with someone who gets it, there's a, a lot of conflict. Sure. So you can't say, like, you know what, I'm going to, it's 6 p.m. now. I'll be back about 2.30 a.m., so we'll, we'll see you soon. And if you're trying to keep the home fire sorted out, it's, it's difficult. They need to have their kind of, they need to be secure in their relationship. Yeah, I correct. Suppose. I always say uh, relationships are better 100-100 instead of 50-50. If two complete people are hanging out, it's the best. Yeah. But if someone's a little like, where are you going? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are you going? Well, codependence. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little too much codependence. I, uh, uh, you know, I had those relationships before, and I'm glad I met my wife because before we got married, I used to date a lot of. Um, this is make me sound so old-fashioned. Uh, stupid whores. <laughs> what were their names? You used to date a lot of stupid. Billy Wayne. Best phrase. <laughs> What were their names? Yes, God well, I'm asked. so glad you asked. I was looking for a, a venue to scorch the earth. Yeah. So I think I... You were dating a lot of... Uh, <laughs> well, just people who didn't appreciate that I was trying to be a good boyfriend. Yes. You know, like you do something for someone, then they just like, oh, that's, that's really nice. It's just like, no, there's effort here, you know? So, yeah. Uh, I, I had this brought one... you a come-and-go mug, <laughs> madam. Full. <laughs> it's full. That took me two months. <laughs> I was going to say, now get to drinking. (laughs) Is there anything more masculine than a man being like, you're going to lick it, I'm going to come, you have to eat it. (laughs) That is like the most masculine thought that's ever been like, thank you so much, now have a snack. (laughs) We are a nightmare of a people. Your Uh. face is perfect. That is correct. That is the right face to be making. I empathize. She's shaking you off like you're, like you're the pitcher. You're like, no, no, I'm not going not gonna to go for it. Yeah. How about the number two? No, 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 no. If your wife ejaculated something, would you consume it? <laughs> you.
You mean again? Or just a... Just the one time. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, why we, not? We, uh, we both <laughs> ate the placenta sack when it came out. Oh, my and God! Y'all don't have kids And here's either. the best part. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even have kids. <laughs> Which is... This is Matt Newton, everybody. Yeah. Do it in the nude. Matt Newton. <laughs> Everybody move down one, please. Matt, would you bring out our final guest? You guys have been such an amazing crowd. I saved a, a wonderful friend of mine for last. I hope you enjoy him. Please, Matt, go ahead. Uh, this is one of my favorite comedians out there today. Nick Thune! Nick <laughs> Jeff! <laughs> He's high-fiving everybody. He's high-fiving. It's an audio. It's an audio medium. Hello, Nikki. Hey. Hey, Pete. You got that face hair. That's like when I hugged... I hugged... Yesterday, I saw you as you were about to go on a show, and I thought that you had just gotten off stage because your body warmth when we hugged. It was like, this is like Pete post-show body. And, and then I was like kind of messing with you, and I was really high, and I was like, I'm like the kind of high where it doesn't feel good anymore. And, <laughs> and you were just staring down my eyes, and I thought... Why are you doing this to me? Like, why are you fucking with me? And then I realized when you then got brought up on stage, I was the one fucking with you. (laughs) (laughs) Very distracting. Very, very distracting. Lovely always to see you. A lot has changed since you've done the the first podcast. You've had a baby baby child. Couple wars. Couple. (laughs) Wasn't going to go there. Lots changed, yeah. You had a baby. You had a baby boy. We had a baby boy. Um, in fact, yes, I just got up here. Thank you guys so much. I had, and I was actually really glad to have a boy. I think everybody, like in the beginning, always says like, "I don't care if it's a boy or a girl. I just want a healthy baby." And I remember just thinking, "I'll take an unhealthy boy. <laughs> like, I'll take him." It's I'll so funny. Him. That is so funny. But what that obviously uh, joke joke is that uh, shining a light on something is that like you still see that, like you still yeah. see guys asking a, another guy what gender their baby is, and he's like, "It's a boy." There's information there, and then with the enthusiasm with which the other guy greets that, like, "Oh, you fucking did it! <laughs> oh, man, you hey. got the right egg." We brought another one in. Yeah, we're killing this shit. We're gonna take over. <laughs> yeah, we had a- oh, white men will have their day. <laughs> I actually, we went to we, <laughs> we went to a doctor, and the I there's like actual. I don't need to go into it, but it, you can buy a test at a drugstore that your wife pees into, and it says this, the sex of the baby. It's probably not accurate, but we got it and did it, and said it was a boy. I wanted to believe it, so I believed it, and then we go to a doctor, and he tells us it's a girl. And after two weeks of thinking that CVS would not steer me wrong, for a second my world was crushed. And then I remember, like later that day, I was driving down the street and I saw like <laughs> like this young girl like walking on the street, but like young, like sixteen and Latino, so she looks twenty-two and just ready to go. And that's the neighborhood I work in. It's just a fact. It's something you got to Google. Sixteen, so she looks twenty-two. <laughs> 
was okay. And then he said, and ready to and go. Ready to go. <laughs> it's a different Yikes. culture. It's a different well, culture. Well, yeah, on a road trip or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's a different well, culture. Well, Billy Wayne Davis was married to a Puerto Rican woman, so now yeah. we're not racists. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. Stri- yeah. And some guys were driving by honking at her. And I remember thinking like, hey, she's a girl. She has a dad. And, I'm, and then I was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I want to yell at men um, for harassing my daughter someday. That'd be fun. <laughs> so that, then I got excited oh, wait, about that, a girl. That sold you on the idea yeah, of a girl. Protecting her. That you could be like... I want to be the protector. I always think it's weird that guys are so protective of the girl when they like start dating. It's always the dad that's like, have a home. Have a home by nine. Have a nine. <laughs> that's my guess. Nine. Nine's not bad. Have her home by 10. Mm-hmm. Have a home. She's my baby. Summertime, Saturday night. Yeah, they went to a ten. carnival. Yeah. A daytime. I think 10, 9, 10's reasonable. But now you have a boy, so you're just going to wind him up and set him loose. <laughs> <laughs> just let him go. And you know that he's going to find it, you know? He'll land on his feet. <laughs> I always did. <laughs> It's going to be weird when you have a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're just, like, fucking parenting him for well, real. Well, the day that... I know. Because right now it's now all goo-goo so and gaga. Yeah. But, you know, I do talk to him about the bodies of water, which one's bigger, all these things that I think he'll retain. And, um, but the, the thing that I had to do the morning that I came here on Thursday... <laughs> Thursday morning, I got woken up at 5 a.m. My flight was at 10, and it was like, he couldn't give me another hour, but he's screaming in his crib, and I run in and pull him out, and I pull his diaper open, and he's got one inch of a two-inch turd poking out. And we just started solid food, and he just wants that out. I know he wants it out, and and his way of telling me is this scream. Like my friend. And I dug in. Slam him shut. Just let him know. Yeah, so and I just got, I just reached down and pulled it out, and like Excalibur, <laughs> like Thor. <laughs> that was like my hammer. <laughs> and uh, the great thing was, is when I pulled it out, another one about the same size followed up, no problem. <laughs> like a machine gun, yeah. shooting bullets. <laughs> and I actually brought him. Um, <laughs> Put him in my come and go. That's <laughs> all I have to seal off. Does your baby shit smell? I heard baby shit don't smell. It's just actually starting to smell like maybe a 16-year-old boy. <laughs> you smell, I'm like 16. You know 16-year-old boy shit. It's like... When they're young and 16, their yeah. shit smells and they're it's ready to go. It's still a semi-healthy diet, yeah. You know, it's not something you want to you know, have in an open-air room for too long, but... Yeah, but at first um, it didn't smell? No, at first it's just kind of a liquid that it doesn't even taste that bad, really. <laughs> That. Yeah. That was perfect. That was a perfect joke. <laughs> so they just have diarrhea at first. Yeah, it's I they mean, don't it's, even know there's another way to do it's it. It's just it's it's just nipple poo is what it is what I call it. Nipple poo? <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's eating off the breast, all he's getting is this very pure form of nutrients that you know is keeping him healthy, all these things. And so the poo is just like, here's what your body should be doing. Right. Yeah. We should all have diarrhea. Whereas, like, I've got, like, I've got, like, Lay's chip poo. It does Lay- smell like Lay's chips, my wife says. Yeah. Lay's chips? Your wife said your shit smells like Lay's brand I mean, it's not, chips? it's not flowers, but it doesn't smell that bad. 
if we're being honest, every 15th fart kind of smells like food, and you're like... <laughs> you're like, is someone making soup like a sun-dried tomato? It smells like soup, but it tastes like fart. <laughs> Keep your mouth closed and enjoy the soup smell. That's what I say. Yeah, I've, I've learned a lot, you know, like farting-wise, like, I'll take mine in my mouth, but I don't, you know, if I know it's somebody else's fart, I'll just go nose it. That is one of the weirdest... <laughs> I also have this new fart technique where, because you know that the fart... You have a new fart technique? It's, a, it's really just a limited amount of air that's entered the area. You're, you're the only one that's fully confident of where it is. And if you just kind of take it all in before anybody else does. <laughs> Almost oh. like a vacuum. Just vacuum it up real quick. You Roomba up your own yeah. fart smell. Yeah. And I think that's how you respect the people around you. <laughs> that's like picking your nose and eating it. It really is. Yeah, I mean, which I, no one's ever proved isn't good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking scientist over here. What's your <laughs> fart policy in front of your wife? Um, everything goes on my end, and uh, hers is safe for when we're drunk and we're having a good time. <laughs> no, she, she doesn't do that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I have a, a, a huge problem, which I'm sure you're aware of. Um, of farting? I just love farts. It's not... I actually try to fart. I, people are like, don't eat dairy. I'm like, why? Because I'll fart a lot? Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the BFG. Yeah. Yeah, but no, my dad was, I came from a big family of farters. So. I could pick yeah. one of my dad's farts out of a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see you in a fart lineup. <laughs> if you gave me 10 Pringles cans filled with farts, I'd go, this is Jay Holmes. There's something about it that tastes like licking a 9-volt battery. There's an energy to it yeah. that only a 70-year-old yeah. Bostonian can produce. I hope someday when like, people look up their family trees, they actually have like, saved farts. Like, you know, internet oh. history, all that kind of stuff. And here's what their farts smell like. And it's, just like, it's like smelling an ex-girlfriend's perfume randomly somewhere else. I'm very good at that. Not on the shirt that you've been keeping in your closet. Nick, let's dig a hole and plant a time capsule just filled with 2014 farts. <laughs> so when some fucking overstarched scientist... And you, you're on a diet. Like, you have a healthy fart, right? My farts are all right. Yeah. I mean, you mean once you go, like, vegan and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It does help a little bit. Kind of, it's like the way that, you know, diesel gas has a smell. I think vegan farts, definitely. <laughs> you can pull them out of a, you know... And we get better mileage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but the price is going up. So. <laughs> You're the last guest. <laughs> I'm honored. You, but, but backstage, when you, like, told everybody, like, all right, this, and then Nick, you're going to come up last, and you're like, really, it's kind of an honor. Or when I said, said compliment. A compliment. Because it's a bummer to have to watch the whole show. But then everybody else in the show was like around when you said that. And I was looking at him like, yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> I concede. <laughs> well, they know. Well, they, didn't know, they knew I was going to come out with the fart stuff real early. So, I don't mind it. I like thinking about how Martin Luther King used to rip them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know that you're not going to want to do this because I've told you before. But I brought up this weed uh, root beer. Oh, yeah. But I've already been tasting. I mean, it tastes great. Elixirs. Yeah, elixirs, THC-infused. I thought maybe we could pass it up and down, you know, maybe get everyone, close it off with a sip. All right. But then after we drink it, we say what we think reality is. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's great. 
That's a good sip. It was definitely one. one who, who, which of you is 15 years sober? <laughs> JK. Thank you, Nick. I think out of our whole group, we might have 15 years total. Collective. <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes. This just turned into getting dug with high. It tasted, <laughs> oh, it tasted shit. so good. Yeah, legal's back. They're shaking their head. <laughs> It Who tastes like root beer. A legal ah, <laughs> you For think a we second. have a legal department? <laughs> uh, what do you think reality is, Nick? You used to love the Lord. I know you still love the Lord in your own way. Mm-hmm. What are you going to teach your kid reality is? This is a bad idea. <sighs> you know, uh, it tastes like Reggie Watts. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what root beer tastes like. <laughs> Uh-uh. You don't have to, Chris. Chris is... No, no don't. No. Oh, oh. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, save it for later. No one else to see it. It's the best way to take drugs when you're sober. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll do everybody. Uh, what is God? What is reality? What is the meaning of life? Nick Thune. I mean, I don't want to get too basic with it, but I, I do think it has to do with the whole fart thing and just <laughs> um, realizing that you have a gift and pursuing it and not stopping at anything to get to the top. And um, that's it, what I'm going to teach my kid. Is it possible that I'm high already? <laughs> so you're saying follow your bliss and the path will open for you. Matt? Not really. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, so you're saying you're a good kid and you should stay over at your buddy's house? <laughs> I didn't get it. No, I didn't get it either. I, I knew where I was going, but I don't think I got there. Uh, Matt, do it in the nude. Um, I, I say I'm more of a humanist than uh, religious, and I think that we're all connected and we have more in common than we have apart. So just be cool. That's be it. cool. Be I cool. Like the golden rule. Yeah, I don't like be that. shitty because someone might be shitty to you. That's that's about as cut and dry as it gets. And eat a lot of fiber. And eat a lot of fiber. <laughs> fiber one. This was all brought to you by Fiber One. <laughs> <laughs> Mike O'Connell. I too agree that reality is a grand fabrication, and that at any point uh, you should just use that fabrication to bring a little joy to everybody else and uh, try and understand everybody's confusion in a situation that no one's figured out yet. Fucking A. Berlin? Pass. (laughs) Which is also a very viable philosophy. (laughs) Great answer. Great answer. I I hope she would have said gas after it. (laughs) Billy Wayne Davis? Back to the shitting and the farting. I think the pursuit and gain of all the fossil fuels is pretty much all we're really doing. (laughs) He has a point. And then we can buy the bunker space under the Denver airport and watch the world burn. Yes. Yes. That's how they, they legalize weed so they can distract you motherfuckers. You know that, right? Yep. Just read an internet. 
Chris, you've done the show a lot of times, but you can say something if you'd like. Um. <laughs> I just meant he's been asked. <laughs> Let me rephrase. No, no, remind me again of how many times I've done it. <laughs> uh, um, there's actually a free documentary on YouTube. It's called Zeitgeist. Everybody fucking watch it and you will learn the truth. That's what I'm telling you. See, you're doing a bit, but 900,000 people just thought that was real. What's the URL? Just uh, so they all know. The YouTube URL. Uh, I just Yahoo it. <laughs> just search it for Yahoo. If your girlfriend Smart. ejaculated something, would you drink it? One, yes. Two, I don't have a girlfriend, but yes. <laughs> we got to do the Keep It Crispies. Uh, Billy Wynn, will you say Keep It Crispy? We'll go this way. Keep It Crispy. Yes. Keep it crispy. <laughs> yeah. What? Yep. <laughs> I really don't know what you the... You just say keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. That's Keep perfect. it crispy. Nope. Crispy. Not Christy Christ- Alley. I was trying to get a, 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 a Governor Christie uh, reference in there at the last <laughs> second. I apologize. That being said, keep it crispy. Yeah. Keep it crispy. I will. <laughs> keep it crispy. And also with you. One, Woo! two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for coming. Round of applause for all the guests. I don't know where I'll be, but I'll find the place to be if you want to say hi, everybody. Thank you so much. Remain crispy, everybody. Good night. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.